Hello, I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one episode at a time. And I am joined by my friends with friends, Jackie and Vanessa. Introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Jackie Rodriguez, and I'm the ultimate Friends fan. I love Friends. I have memorabilia. I I sleep to Friends every night. I am the ultimate Friends fan. Her phone ringtone is the Friends theme song. It is. That's how big a fan she is. How about you, Vanessa? I'm Vanessa Martinez, and I know nothing about Friends, so my two friends here are going to enlighten me on everything I need to know about Friends. So you started watching it during the Safer at Home uh, phase where everyone's staying at home looking for things to do. Yeah, um, I mean, I couldn't go out. I couldn't go to the beach. Well, I still can't. So, yeah, I was like, I need something to watch. Let me record all episodes of Friends. um, And I started watching it. Was Jackie the inspiration for this? (laughs) We kept talking about it a lot. So I was like, okay, I think that's one show to start watching, especially if she's falling asleep to it every night. Um, So I gave it a shot and I watched it. And did 236 episodes. I mean, that's... Plenty over a hundred and you know almost one hundred and twenty hours, so it gives you plenty to do in quarantine, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be fun. Let's get started with the pilot, also known as the one where Rachel gets a roommate or the first one. Uh, it premiered on September twenty second, nineteen ninety four, with an audience of twenty one and a half million viewers. That's pretty awesome. V, how old were you then? I was about five or six years old, uh, probably in kindergarten or first grade, on the ones with bars or eating a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> Jackie, how old were you? I was nine years old. Yeah, I was not okay. watching Friends So I was 24 years old. So I'm like the age of the Friends. I could have been, I remember when it came out on primetime, must see TV on Thursday nights. Um, so it'll be interesting to have this conversation with with you guys since I'm uh, of the age and uh, you guys are experiencing it from the millennial perspective. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> Jackie, why don't you start us off with a uh, quick overview? Yes, this is the one where Monica gets a roommate. Rachel leaves Barry at the altar. Ross is getting divorced, moved out of his apartment with his lesbian ex-wife, Carol. And Monica goes on date with Paul, the wine guy. <laughs> All right. Those are the three plot points. So as a pilot, I thought it was a really good show. I mean, it set up the 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 plot, kind of the, the theme, introduces the characters really well. I mean, Monica literally introduces the characters, which you to Rachel, and then she introduces them again to Paul the wine guy. So it, it was, I think, the reinforcement of who they are, especially with six characters, was a really good job to introduce them to the audience as well. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, I agree with you, Jason. This first pilot, I, the pilot, I didn't know what to expect from it. And yeah, the right, the writers didn't wait to introduce the characters. And even Phoebe's line talking about the chalk uh, <laughs> the guy who was definitely interesting to me because you know she was very it was very short and witty and I feel like the first episode kind of like laid the ground for who she's going to be or I assume she's going to be and even when she's cleansing Ross's aura after he walks in saying that my wife moved out because she's a lesbian it's you get her little weird cleansing his aura <laughs> <laughs> definitely and I also think, like, when Ross is introduced, um, 
to Rachel, they already know each other. Oh, you remember my brother Ross? And then he has that awkward moment with Rachel and the umbrella opens and it's totally like strange moment, but you get right away that there's going to be something there because he's all nervous, you know, because he hasn't seen Rachel in so long since high school. So right away, you know, there's something going to be between Ross and Rachel. I think there's a sexual metaphor just with the umbrella popping <laughs> open too. <laughs> so they definitely set up that sexual tension with Ross and Rachel really really good it's hilarious because he's holding it you know down and it pops in front of her <laughs> i wonder how many things they had to do with that because it's like to get the timing of the umbrella right <laughs> yeah. but I, have a question. I see you know, i noticed that you know monica um embraced rachel when she walked in and in my head i'm thinking you know why wasn't monica at rachel's wedding and i i agree with you like she even says it too it's like oh i hope that wouldn't be an issue because it's like you know you think about your own life and you know friends that you've had in high school that you lost touch with I mean how many friends did you have from high school at your wedding Vanessa yeah probably not four <laughs> out of how and, many people were there can't invite everybody Vanessa, you know somebody invariably gets left off the list for whatever reason and it's just a different point in their lives I mean I have friends when that when I moved out of my hometown and I lived you know like 300 miles away I have those friends who I just outgrew, you know, you still hold them and love them dearly because of a certain time in your life, but you just outgrow them and you just lose touch, you know, because you're at different points in your life, different paths. But it's interesting that she came to find Monica, probably maybe it was proximity. She knew she was nearby or, or mm -hmm. whatever, but also I think Monica is kind of that motherly character certainly she's the lead character uh, at least in the original episodes right yeah yeah she's definitely the leader and the glue that holds them all together which they acknowledge in later seasons but she's also the courtney cox is also the biggest star going into this you know she starred in um dancing in the dark bruce springsteen music video and that kind of had her at a different level than the other stars even though you know like it's they all kind of chandler and rachel Jennifer Anson and Chandler knew each other before, but still, she was the main one and her character with her career, her apartment. It's She's the main one that is kind of the leader of the group. Yeah. And what an amazing New York City apartment, too. <laughs> yeah, that's not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> You're like 20-something and you have a huge apartment. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I always, you know, I kind of when I watch a show and I started researching more about it, I kind of wonder, would the show be what it is today if somebody else played these characters or they or they swapped roles? Yeah, no, I totally think that if they, did, if they had other people play these characters, it wouldn't be the same because it's all about chemistry and all about just how they all, it comes off on screen. Like when you're hanging out with your friends, regular friends, and then you do, you end up working with them and then you know you're acting with them it just it's all fun and it's all you know the chemistry comes off on screen yeah the director james burles who directed the first at least most of the episodes of the first season who had directed cheers so he was good with that ensemble and he understood the importance of the cast bonding and he took them all to vegas you know, on a trip so they could all bond and you know party and bond and and, and get to know one another and he you know it, it's interesting that he took that extra step of just really making sure that they how, how important that was to him yeah and we have proof of that trip because courtney <laughs> cox posted on her instagram the one where they went uh, before they all knew each other and she and so it's them on a private plane 
And this is James Burroughs told them this is the last time you're going to be walking through Vegas anonymously because after the season, after the series premiere, it they're they're known, they're known. So yeah, he cool. was right. <laughs> he was totally right. And it's funny that Vegas is the place because Vegas comes into play in later seasons. <laughs> yeah. So you say it, we learn well. Obviously, Monica and Rachel and Ross all went to high school together. Yes, Lincoln High. Another Lincoln High survivor, uh, Monica introduces right. Rachel. And then <laughs> you said they had a relationship, somehow they had a relationship with Chandler before too? Or should we, is that too early for that? Is that a teaser? That, that's not till college. Ross meets Chandler in college. Oh, Ross meets Chandler in college. But the, Ross and Chandler are older. And so um, in the flashback episodes, actually the loophole is in the flashback episodes, Rachel already knows Chandler because she would go Thanksgivings with Monica. So we'll revisit that soon. <laughs> Four of them all knew each other and Joey and Phoebe were the kind of... The new ones, yeah. So Mo- Phoebe was Monica's roommate um, before, like, and they visit that again in later episodes when Phoebe wants to move out. And then um, Joey is Chandler's roommate. Yeah. All right. So let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, among the other things, we'll, we'll continue our conversation and find out the, what we think are the best lines of this pilot episode. Friends with Friends. We're talking about the pilot episode of Friends, the TV series, the one where Monica gets a roommate. Vanessa, as a as a millennial watching this for the first time, what are your kind of highlights of, of the episode? I think, you know, there's plenty of highlights in this episode, but I think my favorite would have to be um, when all the guys are in Ross's apartment cleaning it up after Carol <laughs> leaves him. And you know, Joey kind of asks his friends for advice. And Joey says, you know, you don't just have one type of ice cream, you have many different types of ice creams, but you just need that one spoon. And so when later on at the end of the episode where um, Ross and Rachel are sitting down talking and Ross asks her out, and she says, yeah, sure. Um, and Monica comes out kind of like, oh, why are you smiling, Ross, as he's leaving? He's like, I just grabbed a spoon. And I think it was just so sweet and tender, like <laughs> those moments of like the anticipation and him, you know, being happy. You know, Joey was right. Like, I just need a spoon and I got one. <laughs> and on that as well, another highlight is to, as me, the avid friends watcher who noticed like different shots. So in that conversation that the boys are all having in Ross's apartment, you know, he asks, who am I going to ask out? And then um, it cuts to him looking out a window and then Rachel looking out a window as well and sitting on the windowsill and just kind of like wondering what to do with her life. And that shot of Rachel sitting on her windowsill is revisited later in episodes when it's right after Ross made the list and she's upset at him and she's looking out the window as well too. So there's like, they like to put in little hints, you know, about what's going to (laughs) happen. At least I noticed. Yeah, I agree. I thought that part was really sweet as well when he was just kind of like the hopeless romantic looking yeah. window. Yeah, and she's looking straight at him, baby. <laughs> For sure. I mean, that's the part where I was, when I was watching it, it was like, oh yeah, this is a great technically produced show. It's all sound. It's funny. It's got the jokes, you know, enough, you know, jokes to keep it going. 
but he grabs your heart at that moment where you know I grab the spoon and it's just super sweet because you know you you feel bad for Ross. He's you know he's got issues and he's heartbroken and all that. And then Rachel is just so cute and so sweet and you know and you can totally understand why he's into her. And then that awkwardness of it when he said you know, tells his sister that he grabbed the spoon. Mm. Super cute. Yeah, yeah. You, Jason, was that your favorite part? Or did you have another one as well? No, my favorite. Well, yes, that was great. But the best, and I thought it just set up the whole thing was was at the end where after Rachel cr- cuts up her dad's credit cards, and Monica grabs her and says, "Welcome to the real world. It sucks. You're gonna love it." <laughs> it sets up the whole series. It really does. It's what life in your twenties is like. I mean, whether yeah. it's 1994 or 2020, life in your twenties is that transition phase between, you know, leaving your family and going out on your own and making your way in the world, and that's that's probably what translates most for it and what you know keeps the whole storyline going right yeah yeah i agree with you the show i feel like you know from the first episode already you anybody at this age can just relate to what they're going through you know and it it, i feel like the show will never get old and then i i one other part that i really liked as as far as we're gonna go to quotes now um i like the um one where rachel's talking to her dad and she says, it's like, all my life, every, everyone has told me to, told me you're a shoe. And today I just stopped and said, what if I don't want to be a shoe? What if I want to be a purse or a hat? Because <laughs> kind of show that, it shows that relationship that one might have with their parents, where they're trying to steer you into one direction, but you want to go in another, but you don't want to upset your parents. So you make them happy. But then you kind of have that moment, you know, saying, you know, I'm going to stand up for myself and I'm going to do what I want to do kind of thing. Yeah, and to piggyback on that, too, that's um, that was a good part in the episode as well, because it also showcases Rachel's, like, who she is. Like, she's been relying on her dad. We find out later that her dad's a doctor, and so she's been relying on him, and she goes, no, I don't want you to buy me, buy me a shoe, or I don't want to be high. It's a metaphor, daddy, and then guess who's behind, sitting behind uh, <laughs> Rachel? Ross. Ross is eavesdropping on the whole conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so it really, like, she's the one who is most developed, I think, throughout the series um, about her journey of who she is, you know, um, kind of pivoting her way, new journey in her life. And that kind of, that line is like, okay, well, I'm not relying on dad anymore. I got to do this on my own. Yeah. Yeah, But bring up a good point about, you know, Ross kind of listening into her, kind of like giving him her attention because at the beginning of the episode where Ra- uh, where Rachel is explaining what had happened to the whole, you know, cast with her and Barry, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's holding her coffee cup kind of, you know, worried, and, you know, frightened or sad, I should say. And then Ross is sitting there, you know, handing her the little pack of sugar and then he's also stirring her coffee. So you uh-huh. that, that instantaneous kind of, you know, I'm in love with you starts right off, right off from the beginning. They definitely set the uh, sexual tension up and, you know, not to, you know, ruin anything for Vanessa, but, you know, that goes on forever. (laughs) (laughs) That goes on the whole (laughs) (laughs) Talking about sexual tension, I, I think they do a really good job of talking about sex and relationships in cross gender, uh, 
you know, situations that without being tawdry or crude, but they, you know, using metaphors or things. And, and at one point there's a, in the, you know, one of the upcoming episodes, Joey goes, are we still talking about sex? You know, so it's, it's fun the way that they do the innuendo and the conversations and they're real conversations that people have, or at least you've mused on, you've thought about yourself. Yeah. The real conversations we have with our girlfriends, our friends, close friends, you know, we've all had those kind of conversations with them. <laughs> so a lot of other people wanted to be in that. You talk about, you know, Vanessa was talking about whether the, if it had a different cast, let's talk about Jackie, some of the people who uh, wanted to be in the show and, and uh, didn't quite uh, weren't cast. Yeah, so Eric McCormick actually auditioned for Matthew Perry as well. Um, he did okay too. <laughs> he did, you know, right? He did okay. And then um, who other people wanted to try out for or audition for Phoebe, Vanessa? Oh yeah, I was reading that Kathy Griffin and Jane Lynch uh, from Glee were both aud both auditioned for the role of Phoebe, and that they actually became friends after that audition. But I, you know, I'll have to ask them if they're still friends to this day, <laughs> or what their experience is like. And then yeah. John Cryer was doing a play in London, I guess, and sent an audition to for Chandler, but it didn't get there in time or something. But I think he also did okay. Yeah, exactly. And then speaking of Chandler, Matthew Perry was actually doing a pilot um, for, called LEX 2491 about baggage handlers who went through aliens' luggage. And obviously that didn't get picked up. So he was able to do it. Well, thank God for that. I'm <laughs> grateful for that happening. And then uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston was on a CBS show too. And I think, what, what did I read? That uh, the NBC executives suspected it would be canceled so they went ahead and cast her because <laughs> they thought it would be canceled and it was yeah and then courtney cox insisted on playing monica like they producers wanted her to play rachel but she said nope i'm playing monica and since she was the biggest star going in she probably had some leverage to be like this is who i'm playing so she originally was auditioning for rachel and jennifer aniston was originally auditioning for monica is that right producers wanted her to play rachel yeah <laughs> there you go and the show was originally called Friends Like Us, but there were other working titles too, weren't there? Yes, I've heard there's other working titles, but Friends Like Us is what they pitched to the network and then the friends and then became friends. Yeah. And then I have a question. So I started noticing that um, and looking at the titles of all of the episodes, it's basically the same title, the one where blank, the one where, mm -hmm. is there a backstory to that? Does that get revealed? I think it's just a running gag throughout the whole series. The one where, the one where. <laughs> I'd be interested to figure out who, like, who thought of that and where it came from, because it is kind of an interesting. Yeah, where it came yeah. from. And I'm sure after, you know, when you get into season 10, it's hard to come up with <laughs> <laughs> something that continues to work on that theme. Yeah. Totally. About running gags. There are a couple of the running gags that start here, right? Or is that the next episode? I think that's the next episode with, Rachel's nose and Phoebe. Yeah. Yeah. Another, question. Another question. So Courtney was the biggest star that went in. Was she making more than everybody else? No. So this season, everybody was making about 22000 an episode. It wasn't until later seasons when it became different. And then it wasn't until later seasons when they were um, came together to, you know, all of them 
get a same amount. So everybody started out 22,000 an episode, which is crazy because of what they ended. It's just crazy. <laughs> and starting off, if there's about 24 episodes, it's about $528,000. So that's a pretty good yeah, yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the 90s, pretty yeah. good. They didn't know it was going to go on for 10 years either, even if they mm -hmm. continue to make that. But that, that was probably like the union scale at that point, you know, just that that's what the base rate was for, for TV actors in a, in a starring role on a recurring TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Were any of them friends before uh, being casted? Yeah. So Jennifer Aniston and Matthew Perry um, knew each other a couple years before. So um, some of them knew each other, some of them. And then uh, Matthew had worked with the creators on Dream On, the HBO show a couple of years before that. So that's how they knew. I feel like there's like a cast of actors who are, because they were all in other pilots. Yeah. There's like a cast of actors who are doing all these pilots that you know, eventually something's going to hit and they, you know, it hits. I don't know if that's how it works or not. I really don't know that much about yeah. that process anymore, but it was yeah. interesting. Everybody knows each other somehow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And then the role of Ross to David Crane and Marta Kaufman um, had David Schwimmer in mind for that because they, they knew him before and um, he was reluctant at first to take the role because he wanted to do theater. But then when he realized it was an ensemble series, that's when he wanted to, um, that's when he okayed it and said, okay, I'll do this. Smart move. Smart yeah. move. That's a different character. You know, when I was first watching Ross or David Trimmer, I kept thinking about his American crime, you know, a more recent show. <laughs> right. yeah. That's where you first met him. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. See, when I watched American Crime, I'm like, that's Ross. <laughs> and I'm now like, you know, I'm like, wait, is this the same person? <laughs> yeah, we'll explore their uh, uh, outside of friends uh, careers as we go <laughs> along, too. A couple of things, you know, a little tidbits to think about as we move forward into this series. I thought it was interesting that uh, Paul the Wine Guy was telling uh, Monica that his ex left him for a dentist. Uh, we all know who was uh, engaged to a dentist, so Rachel. that's a little uh, tidbit looking forward. And and then you, you guys are going to laugh at me, but I have a theory, but I can't reveal it yet. But I think it was significant that Rachel was watching Joni Loves Chachi. Yeah, I don't know who Joni and Chachi are. <laughs> you know who Joni and Chachi are? No, I don't. That's what? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you know Happy Days, right? Yes. Okay, so Happy Days, uh, Joni was uh, Richie, who was played by Ron Howard. It was his little sister, the Cunninghams. Okay. And then um, Chachi was the Fonz, Fonzie's cousin or younger cousin or something. He came into the show a little later. And then they fell in love and got married and had a spinoff show called Joni Loves Chachi. Yeah. It starts with their married life. Oh, there so, you go. So it's, it's sweet that they're paying homage to a 70s TV show, I think. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk more about that as the episodes episodes developed. All right, final thoughts? Vanessa, you're looking forward to the next 235 episodes? <laughs> looking forward to it, and I've got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, this is like your dream come true. I know, I love Friends. It's just, it's more of a feeling, Friends is, to me, than a show. And I think it's gotten me through some hard times. It puts me to sleep every night. And I'm just, it's just so comforting. And that's what it is. That's what will 
you know, explore why, you know, here. All right. So we're excited to go on this journey with, I'm excited to go on it with you guys and our view, our, our listeners. We'll take everyone on this uh, journey through friends. It's going to take us a while, 206 <laughs> episodes. I mean, it took them 10 years. I hope it doesn't take us that long. To get <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so coming up on our next episode of Friends with Friends, we'll discuss how technically Friends could be considered a spinoff of another NBC show. I uh, This is my theory. Jackie does not agree with me on that, <laughs> but I have a theory about this, so uh, we'll talk about that next time. All right, see you guys. See you Thank time. you. All right, see you later. Bye.